1: Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. And here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long money he made in San Diego to pick up his
2: first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it Watch
3: comes. Out!
2: And there's no doubt about it,
1: the Bear has come out of hibernation with your hosts score golf expert and editor of chicago district golfer magazine barry cronin well here it comes oh my goodness and mike esposito
4: in your life have you seen anything like that
1: johnny that's better than most how about him that is better than most Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on
3: 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. Hello. Good morning. Welcome into The Scorecard. We are presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I am not Mike Esposito. (laughs) Espo has the week off. I'm Adam Stosinski, typically the producer here for The Scorecard. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Espo will be back next week. But Barry Cronin is still here, so don't worry. We'll be yes. we'll be okay. Yes. Whether,
2: you, whether you like it or not, he is yes. still here. Yes. Against and, our and, best
3: No, I'm just kidding. No. Yeah, <laughs> you're great, Barry.
2: And uh, and and we're in the the missing mic formation today, yes. I guess, Adam. Yeah, yeah. and
3: you know we'll have to find him somewhere. Maybe maybe I'll I'll text him and see if he wants to come on. No, I'm gonna let him sleep in. He's he's yeah. much <laughs> It's always I nice to sleep in on a Saturday, you know. You
2: never, you never know where. Well, yeah, him and everybody else in Chicago sleeping in, except the people that are, uh, are in uh, on the way to uh, play golf, or maybe in the pro shops, just uh, getting everything squared away in the and waiting for everybody to come in, pay their greens fees, and uh, and get the day going. It's it, uh, it's finally a nice day again, uh, Adam. It's and, not. Uh, it's not like. 500 degrees out
3: oh my god let me tell me tell you man i i run basically every day and running this week was was oh yeah i i should have just hit up the treadmill at the gym but yeah i'm gonna say running
2: inside might be a good option
3: yeah, yeah, I, you know, next time. <laughs> We're yeah, broadcasting really. live from the Score Hyundai <laughs> studios and presented by your local Hyundai dealers. The Score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download the, the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. You can text us or call us at three one two six four four sixty seven sixty seven. Barry, before we get into. What happened last week at the St. Jude Invitational ending in a playoff? And what's going on at the Wyndham Championship this week? Our guest list here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, 620 T.K. Kelly. He's the winner of the 2021 Illinois Open. That was back on August 4th. 640, our weekly Swing Thoughts segment. That's with Dave Hannon. He's the golf instructor at Links and Tees in Addison. 7 o'clock, Jason Becker, the founder of Golf Life Navigators in Florida. And finally, 7.40, we will talk about the Wyndham Championship going on in Greensboro, North Carolina. With John Dell, who has been covering that Wyndham Championship for a long time. He writes for the Winston-Salem Journal. Yeah, we're going to have some. We have a good lineup, uh, Adam. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Really looking forward to it. But first off. Let's look back to last week, the St. Jude Invitational, which came down to a playoff, so a rather thrilling way to end things last weekend, Barry.
2: Yeah, um, Abraham Answer, uh, who's 30 years old. He won his first uh, tournament on the PGA Tour. He's had some uh, runner-up finishes in actually this season. Um, and uh, some people may remember Abraham um, for when he... Uh, He was playing on the uh, the Presidents Cup team for the international squad, and uh, he said that uh, he was really looking forward to playing head-to-head with Tiger Woods, and uh, because you you know he he was kind of like uh, he was kind of a throwdown against Tiger, and it was kind of like "Mm, yeah, Tiger hammered him. So that was that was a few years ago. So, but. Uh, this past weekend, he was down at uh, the TPC uh, Southwind down in Memphis. Where, if you think it was hot here this week, Adam, uh, Memphis is, I think, just a just a cauldron of heat all the time. And uh, and he uh, he won on a second hole of a three-man playoff. He beat uh, Hideki Matsuyama, of course, the Masters champion, and Sam Burns, who's an, one of those under-the-radar kind of players, is just awesome. Uh, but uh, but uh, Abraham won with a birdie, and uh, it was his first PGA Tour win, and, I, I, and it was the first uh, win for a Mexican player on the PGA Tour, so that was pretty cool. Um, so uh, he, the other thing was in that tournament, the other notable thing about that tournament was a guy named Harris English uh, had a three-shot lead uh, after the front nine, and he was, he was about to win his third PGA Tour event of the season, but he hit two in the water on the par threes and uh, made two double bogeys and another bogey and then uh, suddenly things changed for uh, for uh, Harris and uh, and it was all about Abraham so that was very cool. Um,
3: it's crazy how and, fast things can change. Just oh like my that. god!
2: Especially when you hit the ball in the water, this can lead to triple bogeys and double bogeys and everything you know. So. Uh, so not good, but uh, Abraham's and, you know, a really good I haven't really... I,
3: I will say I haven't played a round of golf in a while, so I would get used to bogeys really, 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 really quick oh, I think.
2: Bogeys are bogeys are your friend is a, is it old Well that's how we learn. That's how we learn, right? Bogey is your buddy, just don't be making doubles and triples because that'll really ruin your scorecard really quick. You can recover from a bogey, you know, but you can't really recover from doubles are tough. So uh, as Harris English found, and as great, you know, it's amazing, as you know, um, Adam, just from watching golf, uh, you can, you know, just a few mistakes, and you can really, uh, <clears throat> the greatest players in the world, and a guy's going along great, and he looks like he's going to win the tournament, he's got a big lead, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, and it happened, uh, it happens all the time, so, uh, and it happened to Harris uh, last week, so, uh that was unfortunate for him, but good news is for Abraham. And you know, I like Abraham because he's not—he's not like one of these big, tall, strapping dudes like uh, like Ab- like uh, Harris English. Harris is like you know six-two and all that. You know, looks like a—you <clears throat> know—looks like he could play tight end for the Bears. And well, speaking
3: uh, of the Bears, happy Justin Fields plays football for the Bears Day to those who celebrate.
2: Absolutely, and I think we have to—you know what—we have to do an investigative report down at Ohio State. You know what? Who might know? Is TK Kelly our first guest may know if uh, Justin Fields plays golf uh, because TK went to Ohio State and uh, played golf there, obviously, and uh, so he may have some uh, Ohio State connection. So don't let so let's not forget to ask him if Justin Fields plays golf. Oh, absolutely! You know? That'll be the first you know, thing, probably. That would. Be <laughs> <coughs> That's right, and we'll just talk Justin Fields' his entire interview. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yes. Hey, TK, how would Justin Fields have reacted to your victory out at the Stonebridge last week? What do you think he would have thought about that? Uh, so, yeah, so uh, Abraham is like a normal sized human being, and he still plays golf really well. And uh, that's what I like, too, about uh, Colin Murakawa. He's not like a huge guy. He's like, you know, I look at him, and he's he's out playing, the, winning the PGA and winning the Open Championship and the various other tournaments that he's won. And I'm like, wait a minute that guy is not that huge so he seems like a guy who um you know an old-fashioned second baseman from back in the day you know a guy who could be a reasonably sized human being and actually playing a pro sport um those are getting rarer and rarer these days as uh, as the guys who are playing golf uh get bigger and and better and more athletic um every year so uh and the one other thing about abraham is i remember seeing him play golf Uh, he was a he was a uh, semifinalist at the Western Amateur years ago up at uh, I believe it was Exmoor. and um, he got into the semifinals and I remember he couldn't afford his hotel he ran out of you know like he didn't have any more money to pay for his hotel so he stayed with some of the uh, local workers up there people who worked at the club I uh, had a local uh, had a, a home where a lot of them stayed like a dormitory type of situation or a, or a uh, uh, a fraternity house, only it wasn't exactly a frat house, um, where he stayed overnight, and then he played in the. He was a quarter finalist, so uh, it was really cool to see him play then. And and then you know to watch these kids kind of grow up, and now all of a sudden they're they're out on the PGA tour and they're winning. Um, it's a very cool thing to uh, to see. So uh, anyway, that's the cool thing about amateur golf, and uh, and it was and it was good that he won last week. So. And we're on to a uh, we're on to uh, another tournament. Of course, the PGA Tour season. This is supposed to be the end of the regular season of the PGA Tour. Um, it's the Wyndham Championship, former known, formerly known as the Greater Greensboro Open, where uh, Sam Snead used to win about every year. And uh, and uh, this week is a big deal. It's the final week again of the uh, of the PGA Tour's regular season. And um, it's a big deal for a lot of players for a lot of different reasons. Um, first of all, I just want to say Kevin Streelman, our buddy, Wheaton, Illinois, Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, is off to a really good start. He started 66-66. He's in the top 10 going into the weekend. So that's pretty good for him. He's already uh, he's already a lock for the FedEx Cup playoffs. So in order to get into the playoffs, you have to be among the top 125 guys on the FedEx Cup points list and um, you know there's some big names who are not in the uh, in the top 125 Um, people like uh, Justin Rose uh, who was on the Ryder Cup team in uh, a couple of years ago uh, and always a top star former US Open champion he needs to finish in the top 10 this week in order to make the playoffs He's off to a really good start. He's 66-65 uh, in the first two rounds, so he's uh, he's strong going into the weekend. Um, Francesco Molinari, mm, not so much. Uh, he's probably he's not going to get into the playoffs. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, uh, he's in danger of losing his PGA Tour card if he doesn't finish in the top 125. Not only is he get, not going to get in the playoffs, but uh, but he's going to uh, you know he's going to lose his card, and oh, he. Oh, jeez, no pressure, huh? Well, it is a lot of pressure. Um, so because a guy like him, so he's from England. Yeah. So he could, if he if he doesn't finish in the top one twenty five, he's got to go into the Corn Fairy Tour playoffs, which is the which is the developmental tour right underneath the PGA Tour. Uh, and so then he'd have to p- compete against those guys to see if he can retain his playing privileges, and moreover, um. You know he's got a he's got a he was a hero. He and Molinari were the heroes of the Ryder Cup uh, when it was in Paris a couple of years ago, and they just killed the Americans. Those they were the they were the uh, pairing that just that just murdered the Americans over there. And now, uh, you know, there's a danger that he, maybe he maybe he he's I guess he's going to make the Ryder Cup team, but still, you know, you'd you'd like to be playing better, uh, playing really well when you go into the Ryder Cup, which is the end of next month so uh he's got about a month to kind of get his act together um the other thing is uh ricky fowler so ricky fowler you know we know and love him because he's been on the tour 12 years he's 32 years old now and uh you know, he, he finished second in all the majors a couple of years ago. And everybody thought, wow, this is the new guy right out of Oklahoma State. He's wearing his orange every Sunday, looking cool. He's got his flat-brim cap. All the kids out there wanting to get autographs from Ricky and really identifying with him. You know, but he did not finish in the top 125 this year. So he's going to miss uh the playoffs for the first time in his career which is a big deal um he was a real stand-up guy yesterday talked to the media about it said this is going to be motivation for him going forward uh, in his off season but um you know he's got to he's got to start getting going um he's been going through a swing change for the last uh year or so maybe a little bit more and his putting has kind of failed him because he's you know what happens with these guys it happened with spieth too for a while. They were working. They work on their swing change. Their their full swing change so much, and then they kind of neglect their putting, uh, and then all of a sudden they got oh my god. Well, I maybe my swing my, my full swing's better, but my putting is not good anymore. So he's got to get his act together. And then you know Jordan Spieth he did this. He went through the same thing for the last couple of years. So hopefully Fowler, who is really a, a great young man and, and a beloved guy on the tour. Uh, can get his act together Uh, the good thing is he's still exempt he'll still be playing the tour next year because he he was exempt for uh because he won the players championship a couple years ago so that gets you a five-year exemption Um, i know your head is spinning with all this stuff uh, adam because the pga tour all this stuff is so complicated
3: oh yeah it's you it's know, beyond it's complicated. Yeah, it's 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 something that you really have to to dive into to 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 understand. And I do remember, like you were talking about it just a few years ago, Ricky Fowler really being a guy that I mean he's so easy to root for, just oh, yeah. watching the game. And I I do remember him being a big deal. And now he's just kind of like I just realized really when you were talking, I was like, man, I haven't heard about him in a while, and that's that's crazy. Not not even making the playoffs, but we'll uh. We'll see how things go for him for him. We'll see how things go at the Wyndham. And and we have to get to our first break here. Our first guest, TK Kelly, as we mentioned, the 2021 Illinois Open winner back on August 4th. This segment is brought to you by Illinois PGA professionals, experts in the business and game of golf. We'll be right back here on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine right here on 670 The Score.
4: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details.
3: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I'm Adam Staczynski, filling in for guest Esposito this week. Along with me is Barry Cronin, just like he is every week. Espo will be back next week. Before we get to our first guest, join Amstel Light for the Phil Mickelson Flop Shot Challenge tomorrow at Inglewood Golf Course from 9 to noon or St. Andrew Golf and Country Club in West Chicago from 3 to 6. View all events and dates and times online at 670 the score slash events. And we do head out to our first guest now, T.K. Kelly. He's the winner of the 2021 Illinois Open back on August 4th. We go to our score hotline presented by Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. There we find T.K. T.K., thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good, T.K.
2: How's how's everything?
1: It's going great. It's going great. Um yeah. Can't complain. It's been good. You're, you're basking in
2: the glory and in the uh, a pretty good payday out there at uh, Stonebridge Country Club after you totally dominated that field.
1: Yeah, no kidding. That was uh, that was good to see. The IPGA has done a, a really good job elevating that event a little bit, and I know some sponsors have kicked in to help as well. So, uh, yeah, we were pretty pumped about that.
2: That was terrific. So it was the. Can you imagine they had? It's the set was the seventy second Illinois Open. So they've had a few of them out at Stonebridge in Aurora, and uh, man, you just dominated that uh, that tournament, uh, wire to wire. And uh, what what happened? What all came together?
1: Um, I've been playing pretty good this summer. I've been kind of like putting the pieces together a little bit. I've had my brother caddying for me all summer too, and we feel like we've been building a little bit of momentum, and I'd, I had just finished a tournament um, at Purdue a couple days before and played really well in the final round and felt like my game was in a good spot, and then I just showed up there and uh, kind of got off to a hot start from day one, and I really looked back. I just kind of played super patiently and hit all the right shots, and at the end of the week, it, it added up to a good one, so it was, uh, it was a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, and uh, and then you you uh, you graduated from Ohio State a few years ago, correct? I did, yes. And then and then what what was your path after playing college golf there? You've you've uh, you you were playing the uh, Latino America tour, is that right?
1: Yes, I played down there uh, in twenty seventeen and twenty nineteen.
2: Right, and then um, what what what's been going on? I mean, it's it must be tough to. Uh, you know, to just make it on the tour and, and it just to be a pro golfer and, you know, and not automatically, you know, we all think of, uh, you know, like Jordan Spieth and these guys that just make it right out of school. And that's not really, that's right. Not really the the thing that happens to most players.
1: Yeah. Um, no, it doesn't. It, there have been, although there have been quite a few guys in the last couple of years, Markawa, Matt Wolf, Zell There's a lot of guys. Well, even Zelatoris, he turned pro early and then had to grind for about two and a half years before he made it out there. But yet, it's tough. The fields are playing right now at all these events are just so deep. Um, just playing at one this week and down here in southern Indiana, and I think 27 under ended up being the winning score for four days. So, I mean, wow. it's at, at all levels, it's just extremely deep, and you just got to play well at the right times and uh, take advantages of any opportunities you get that come your way so um, it's all good it's it's still just fun to to just give it a shot because everyone has close friends and buddies who we've been traveling with grinding with, playing with that kind of make their way through and then all of a sudden one fall they're on the PGA Tour and you know you can do it too so you keep keep working at it Right.
2: Are there are there guys who are playing the tour now who you look at and say, you know, he was kind of where I am, you know, three years ago. And that and it, it gives you hope. I always think of uh, I always think of a guy like Zach Johnson, you know, God bless him. Now he's in his you know, he's in his mid 40s now. But I mean, when he came out out of Drake, nobody ever heard of him. I think he was number two on the Drake uh, golf team and, you know, he did the Hooters tour back in the day, and the Dakota tour and everything. I mean, is that the kind of guy, or are there other guys like that that you look to to say, you know, I think I can get this done at some point?
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's always uh, Bo Hogue is one guy on the PGA Tour who went to Ohio State before me, but he was always kind of hanging around campus when I was in school, practicing and stuff, and just kind of chipping away, and then about two or three years ago, he played really well in the Corn Ferry Tour. And then all of a sudden, he's been on tour for two years now. And uh, another good friend of mine is Harry Higgs. We've traveled oh, yeah. together in Latin America quite a bit. No kidding. Uh, played a bunch of golf down there. Just hung out all the time. And, and it was cool to see him uh, make it out there. I think that was 2019 now. Yeah, because no one moved up last year. so Yeah. Um, right. And he's been doing great since he got out there. So, um, yeah, I've got all got a bunch of buddies out there, and it's, it's always fun seeing guys you're good friends with and respect do well.
2: And and, and uh, TK, when you uh, when you look at and you evaluate your own game, which I'm sure you do all the time, right? You you say, well. Uh, do, I need, do you need to hit it farther? Do you need to hit more greens? Do you need to putt better? Do you got to get your short game a little bit better? I mean, because they're all so good out there, as you know. What, what parts of your game, aspects of your game, do you look at and say, you know, here's what I have to improve in order to get out there?
1: It's a good question. I would, um, I've improved a lot in the last couple of years, just in overall ball striking, iron play, and driving. I used to, I mean, I've always been good, but I, and in college, I used to just kind of whack it all over the place, would get up and down, would kind of just, you know, manufacture my way around, somehow play good some days, but I've become a lot more of a well rounded player in the last two years. Um, but even still, I would just say I drive it quite straight now, but, and I still, I hit it fairly, or I hit it far, but I mean, if I could hit, it's 15 yards further, it could make a huge difference for me. So that's kind of where I'm, I'm looking at now. Um, just seeing the top players in the world now. I mean, we just saw Rom go on an unbelievable run. If you can truly separate yourself off the tee, the rest of the game just gets a lot easier really quick. So um, it, it would be hard for me to learn how to hit my wedge shots you know, eight feet closer per shot because I already hit them pretty close. So that's, we're talking them becoming extremely, extremely good at one thing. So it's just about the things that you can kind of, the path of least resistance is just if you can hit it longer and straighter off the tee, um, that you're going to make up a lot of shots and shoot lower scores. So uh, about how far do you hit it and how far do you think you have to hit it? I, I know I hit it plenty far enough right now. I hit it probably at 175 to 180 ball speed cruising. And so I hit it about 300 to 310 in the air. Uh-huh. Um, in the air. In the air. In the air, yeah. So it usually uh-huh. gets out there pretty good depending on how firm it is. But if I could – I mean, wow. the upper – the truly top tier of professional golfers that drive the golf ball are probably – 10 to 15 yards further than that and just as straight. So, um, that's about a club and a half on every single hole. And about 10 yards off the tee is roughly about 0.1 shots. So, you know, if you hit it 15 yards off the tee, it's 0.15 shots per tee shot. You do that over seasons. Just, just adds up. I mean, it's almost half shot a week, which affects other things. So, uh, small differences but they make they make a big difference at the end of the season
2: right and so um you know all of our listeners always want to uh, everybody wants to hit the ball farther off the tee and straighter so you have the same dilemma as all the rest of us hackers out here um but what can you do it a guy at your level well how how do you you know get better ball speed what can you do you can't turn any farther like the the pro and the you know a guy at a lesson T will be sitting there saying just make a better turn you already make a great <laughs> turn i'm sure right i mean come on so what what does an elite level player like you do to get your ball speed up
1: yeah i mean that's uh that's kind of the million dollar question right there <laughs> um yeah. some guys you know i've worked out a a fair bit the last. I did some really good stuff in the gym this last winter. That I don't know if it helped me get all that faster, but it helped me get feel a lot better day to day and be a lot more consistent. So that was great. But I've had some buddies that have, you know, gone crazy in the gym and put on a bunch of weight and gotten strong, kind of the Bryson theory. But it didn't didn't do too much for them. I've also had a couple friends do that and and gain a bunch of speed. So everyone's still trying to figure it out now it's there's it's certainly not a one-dimensional answer where it's uh go do this and you'll get faster so some guys do it by using those speed sticks that seem to be popular and just swinging a bunch of days some guys believe that if you just hit a bunch of drivers really hard you know you'll start to swing it faster progressively so um I'm still trying to figure that out myself. I, I have a couple ideas of what I want to do in the off season. So, um, and that's the thing too. It's a, it's a pretty tough thing to work on while you're competing mid season. Yeah. Um, cause you're talking about probably making a change somewhere along right. the line. So, right. um, and there's also been guys that have tried to put on a little bit of distance and totally lost their swing and everything. So yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a a give and take, but you know you gotta you gotta know what you want to do and, and be confident that you're doing it the right way. So uh, right. yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a tricky thing to accomplish.
2: All right. Well, I would suggest a Harry Higgs diet if I were you. So you know you might want to just <laughs> uh, go go uh, go beer and milkshakes, you know stuff like that and je- cheeseburgers. That's kind of it. Um, hey, listen, before we let you go, I have to ask you this probably the most burning question in the city of chicago with your fellow buckeye now about to uh, play in his first exhibition game for the chicago bears this afternoon um enough, baby. so do we know do we know, <laughs> do we know do we have any matt naggy uh sound uh, uh adam we we were kind of wondering if uh, do you know if justin fields plays golf
1: um I think he does. I've seen videos of him playing golf for I, he was just uh, I was just out of Ohio state when he transferred in. So unfortunately I was never on campus with him at all, but right. I, I do think he plays golf. Cause I think I've had some buddies send me some videos a couple months ago of him uh, playing somewhere around Chicago. I think I saw him playing the Glen club or oh, okay. something that, that oh. rings a bell to me. Um, okay but I, I don't know much more information than that
2: all right well
3: and he was a baseball we don't have player, so on this you, team there's your mad night you son
2: <laughs> there you go thank you adam you're you're awesome man you're unbelievable uh well he uh, you know he's a baseball player so you figure he's got some swing in him somehow so uh you know instead of s- swinging parallel you just swing uh, the other way so
1: uh bring it down. Well, listen. Yeah, I'm um, sure. Uh, I'm sure you can hit a golf ball the distances I'm desiring to. So, <laughs> not sure how straight it would be, but I know you can create that speed. <laughs> well, listen. Thanks so much, um,
2: uh, TK, for 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 joining us today. Uh, congratulations on winning the 72nd Illinois Open, 17 under par, 199. He dominated the field, and. Uh, and we really congratulate you and and best
1: of luck. What what's next for you this summer, real quick? Um, I'm playing on the form tour right now, which has kind of been the PGA tour Canada makeup tour because of COVID stuff going on up in Canada. So right. We're competing for Corn Ferry cards out here right now. I've got an event in Cincinnati next week and then Uh, a week off and then two more events in Pennsylvania to finish off the season. And then we'll, uh, after that season finishes up, Q school starts around the end of September. So got a pretty important stretch of golf. uh, I'm heading into right now. So game's in a good spot and it should be exciting.
2: Great. Well, thanks so much, uh, TK. We'll, uh, we'll let you go now. And, uh, and uh, good luck uh, to you and, uh, and, and the rest of the season and, and, and in the future. So, we Will, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah,
3: thanks a lot, TK.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Barry. All right. All right.
3: Well, that was great. And, yeah, certainly good luck to him as he's uh, trying to – he sounds like he's got a, lot, a promising future, Barry.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, what a good guy. And uh, um, his mom, uh, Blue Kelly, uh, played at uh, Tulsa. Uh, a number of years, back in the day and with a really great uh, uh women's golf team out there so uh uh he's a really good young man and and we, we wish him the best it's it's so tough uh adam to uh for a guy to make it on the pga tour we 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 only see the stars and uh we see some of the guys make a run in the amateur game and then all of a sudden they get on the on the pga tour and they just get killed for a couple of years and uh And, uh, you know, but they ultimately, uh, you know, you got to hang in there and you got to really be committed. So I think he is.
3: Well, again, you know, best of luck to TK as he tries to get on the PGA Tour. And we will now head to our next break as we get ready for our next guest. That'll be Dave Hannon for our Swing Thoughts segment. He's the golf instructor at Links and Tees in Addison. And also, Barry, I think we need to see if we can get Justin Fields on to talk about his golf game, if he is, in fact, a golfer, it sounds like.
2: Uh, well, no doubt about that. I'm and sure I, he's I,
3: not busy at all. So well, you know, we, we can listen, we we'll see.
2: All we have to do is call the Bears PR staff, and they would be happy to uh, set us up with him. I'm sure on a one-on-one basis. But I don't think he'd want to do the six twenty. Uh, uh, shot. No, maybe we not. We might have you to know, make, we, Maybe yeah. have him a little later than that.
3: And maybe we'll wait Wait for the bye week, too, when he's a little less busy. I you know I know they got some <laughs> things going on up there in <laughs> yeah. Lake Forest. So.
2: <laughs> when is the bye <laughs> week? in the middle of October, right? Yeah. So yeah. the golf show's going until then. Good for... That's good news. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Well, oh, yeah. We should probably... Uh, ask about extending the show then, huh? Hey, where there are you we just go. to get Justin Fields go. on? All right. Well, let's, let's get ready for Dave Hannon. Again, coming up next to our swing thoughts segment here on the scorecard presented by Chicago district golfer magazine on six seventy. the score. Just let it happen. Be the ball, be the ball, Danny. You're not being the ball, Danny.
0: Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like okay. that. Okay, uh, I'm not talking.
3: Stop talking. And now, the scorecard presents Swing Thoughts, some free advice from the best teachers in the game. Welcome back to the scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. I'm Adam Stasinski, filling in this week for Mike Esposito alongside Barry Cronin. It is time for our Swing Thoughts segment. This week, our guest is Dave Hannon, who's a golf instructor out at Links and Tees in Addison. He joins us. On our score hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Dave, thanks so much for the time this morning.
5: Hey, thanks for having me.
2: Hi, Dave. Great to talk to you. Um, you're out at Links and Tees, one of the great uh, driving ranges, and you got a little par three course out there. It's cool, and then you've got Links and Tees in the uh, in the bubble over the winter now, so that's very neat. Um, so you got yep. a lot of people coming out there. I know that. Uh, Everybody's taking lessons. It's hard to get a, a, a it's hard to find a teacher who's not totally booked, you know, 10-12 hours a day these days. So uh, I I'm, I'm sure that so that's another reason we're so happy to have you on the radio to get uh, get a little swing thought from you. Um, you know, Dave, uh what people watch golf on TV, sometimes you can go out to a, a live tournament. Um, what do you think people can learn from the pros? when you watch golf on TV, or even like this week, you could watch the U S amateur on the golf channel, which is always cool.
5: Yeah, I, I think it's uh, a fascinating game for us to be engaged in. And certainly the, the, the level of play that we get to see uh, week in and week out on the, on the different tours, PGA LPGA. And now you got the U S amateur going on. Um, and it, you were talking about it earlier, how, there's all kinds of different ways to, to play this game. You don't have to be the biggest and strongest and fastest swinging player out there. It's really about making sure you understand and, and put some time and effort into, to playing all aspects of the game and and try to improve all areas and not just focus on, on one thing. And, you know, Seeing people come out to, 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 to ranges and practice areas and everybody loves to just go to the tee and start swinging the club and hitting the driver and how far can I hit it? And when you watch these best players in the world out there every week, they don't all hit it 350 yards or 320 yards or sometimes barely even 300 yards, which is impressive. But they, they all have great short games and, and they'll always talk about you know, my putting was off today, and I just didn't make enough putts. And, and the short game is, is so neglected sometimes. And, and hopefully you've got a practice facility that you go to that can allow you to work on all aspects because you can hit great shots and get to the green, and then if you're two-putting and three-putting all the time, you're not going to have low scores. So I think it's really about understanding how to play the game rather than just always trying to hit the ball the furthest.
2: Right. And you know, when you mentioned about the putting uh we were talking earlier about how Ricky Fowler did not make the uh the uh the playoffs, the FedEx Cup playoffs uh, this year for the first time in his 12-year career. He missed the cut yesterday at Wyndham. Would have had to have a really spectacular finish in order to to get into the playoffs. But uh and you know, his putting statistics have uh have declined he's down to a he was 130th in putting statistics this year on the pga tour which is very out of character for him so it might have been that you know he was looking at working on his long game or or whatever um so uh as you say a short game is uh, is it really important um we, we were talking a little bit about uh the women's um olympic uh, competition and you had uh, Nelly Corda. You know, got the gold medal, and Mone Inami got the silver, and Lydia Ko got the bronze. But, but there was one young lady who named Aditi Ashok from India. She finished one stroke out of the medal uh, uh, potential, and uh, and uh, she hit it 30 yards shorter than everybody that she played with, and and yet she was. One stroke out of uh, of getting into the playoff for the uh, for the silver and bronze medals. Um, I mean, how did she do it?
5: Well, it, first of all, she's she's got a great game, uh, and, and to be playing at that level. Um, but when you watched her play, it was it was amazing to watch how she could read the greens and get the speeds right, and she made so many putts and I think it just goes to show you that um, to be able to putt well, do things around the green, chipping, and and all the short game stuff, because as a tour player and even as the average player, but they're not hitting every fairway. They don't hit every green. And you have to be able to have a complete game to be able to compete. And, And watching her and, and I think Olympics golf is fantastic, and you're watching players from around the world, all different backgrounds, all different skill levels, and, and it's so fun to watch them navigate around a golf course and, and, and figure out how to do all the chipping and putting and, and, and get the ball in the hole in the fewest number of strokes. It's not easy. The game is not easy. And those of you that play it all the time, know that one day can be better than the next, but the full swing has so many movements going on. It's hard to repeat that, but Mm -hmm. putting is really and short game and small strokes is where you can learn to be a great player and, and lower your score faster. In our opinion, as teachers, you can lower your score faster. If you can master all the small movement, uh, putting and chipping, right and know that the full swing some days is going to be there and some days it isn't. But man, if you can be a good putter and good putting doesn't require you to be big and strong and swing fast, anybody can be good putters and anybody can be good around the greens, but you gotta, you gotta understand it and you gotta put some time and effort into it.
2: Yeah. And I think people, a lot of times beat themselves up about, about their own, their own abilities. You know, you, if you look at the PGA tour, as you know, Dave, um, you know, 66% of the time they get they hit the green in regulation. Okay, so that's two thirds of the time they do it. So they're missing the green in regulation one third of the time, which is you know for the average person. Even if you're a even if, you know, if you're a single digit handicapper, and you know better than I do because I'm far from that. You um, know, it, uh, the average single digit handicap that you know or that you've played with or see. I mean, they're lower than sixty-six percent of the time um, making the green in regulation, right?
5: Oh my gosh, it's it's is it fifty percent? Is it forty percent? I mean, the number just keeps coming down um, right. as as the handicap goes up. And so, right. yeah, I mean, it's just it's a it's a constant battle with this game on on how do I get to the green and then how do I get the ball in the hole?
2: Right. And then when you, once you get on the green, I mean, to me, the most remarkable statistic is that from eight feet, the average PGA Tour player makes the putt 50% of the time. So if you were to watch the final round of a, of a tournament and you, let, you, you look at the, the, the competitive groups, the people that are going for the tournament championship, right, the four or five guys or however many there are, they're making everything that week so it makes it makes golf look so much easier than it really is
5: well absolutely and and many times you know if you're watching a coverage of a tournament you're watching the players that are playing the best that week right and it's impressive but there's a whole field of players that are great players that just weren't able to compete that week and how often do you ever hear of a, a, a tour player who won said and I hit the ball great. I just didn't make any putts. It's like, right. no, it's a complete opposite of that. Right. I made putts all day, and that's what allowed me to to have the lowest score and to be able to win. And that, to me, just speaks volumes of how important the short game and the putting is compared to all the long game stuff. It, it's just fun. It's fun. It's great, and it's a huge part of the game. But it's not the. It doesn't produce the end result that we're all looking for sometimes.
2: Right. Well, um, let me ask you this. Uh, we've got very, we talk about short game practicing short game, et cetera. And, and, um, if you're at a private club, yeah, it's, it's easier because there's not as many people around and maybe there's a short game practice facility and a nice putting green. But if you're a regular uh, public player, which, you know, most people are, um, it's difficult to find really good places to practice your short game and your putting. um, what would you say to? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of park districts out there, and 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 maybe maybe we even have some park district uh, board members that are listening. Uh, do you have any um, encouragement for them? Uh, things to do to help their uh, their golfers in their little towns, in their suburbs, or whatever.
5: Yeah, I mean, certainly that that can be a, a hurdle trying to find a place to practice, uh, and hopefully, as golfers. Uh, <laughs> you're You're wanting to practice because it's important to to be able to f- to work on areas and and improve different parts of your game. And practice is important. But you need to have practice with clarity and practice with purpose. Um, but sometimes even some of the little stuff can be done um, whether you're at home, you know just because the putting stroke and it can be worked on anywhere technically. Um, you don't have to have the perfect putting green. You don't have to have the perfect perfect practice facilities. Um, so, but I think if you can seek out a facility that's that's convenient to you that does offer um, all the practice uh, facilities of putting and short game, and 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 make sure you put that into your practice routine. Um, going to the range and taking the full swings and hitting all the golf balls is is Fun it can be good exercise, but you need to make sure putting and chipping is a part of your practice routine. Uh, I, I it was a real quick story. I, I had a, a, a collegiate female player, and and I'm sure all the college players. Talking to T.K. Kelly earlier, it was fun to listen. I mean, what an amazing accomplishment he had. But she, I was asking her about their practice routine because I had a couple of high school players that were with me, and she. She said, well, we, we might have practice for two or three hours with our coach. I said, well, how does that practice go? And she's like, well, we'll spend you know, a good hour and a half on, on putting and short game, and then we might get to take full swing uh, shots for about 30 minutes of the session. Mm-hmm. And I was like the light bulb. I was trying to get the light bulb to go off in my high schoolers, It's like that's what you got to do. That's how right. you learn how to score. So. Right.
2: Well,
5: but yeah dave, i mean finding uh,
2: facilities is yeah. important yeah well dave thanks so much for for uh, enlightening us on all that i think uh, the points you're making are really important and uh I, what i would tell the park district guys listening is to go build some uh, short game areas and big putting greens for families <laughs> and uh and uh build some himalayas out there and uh and uh you'd be unbelievable you wouldn't believe how many families will be out there uh, putting and and stuff. So anyway, so if you want Dave, uh, I think you have a wonderful website here playbettergolfacademy.com. Playbettergolfacademy.com. That's how you get a hold of uh, Dave. And uh you know, thanks so much for being with us, man.
3: I yeah, really appreciate the hey. time, Dave.
5: Hey, thanks so much for having me on.
3: Have a great All weekend. Right. All right. Oh, it was great. You know, so, I always appreciate advice in any form as a rather novice golfer. It's always, yeah. you can't get enough advice.
2: No, and, and I think the key thing is, Adam, um, that, you know, it, I know people are not into it. They don't have time, et cetera. But if you just go to a putting green for a half an hour and just putt around, you go, at least you can develop a little bit of a feel for what you're doing. How, how You know, just, uh, just a little bit of a feel. You don't have to be a student of it. You don't have to do all that. But just... Just a little bit of a feel, make a you know, hit it 50 feet and then hit it 10 feet and hit it two feet, whatever. Um, It's just such a basic thing, but it makes it can make a big difference.
3: We have to get to a break. Before we do, log on to cdga.org slash contest to register to win a CDGA season starter pack. In the pack, you'll get an imperial hat, towel, and zero friction super tube with Spectrum mat, balls, tees, and a universal fit glove. Everything you need to start the season. We do have to get to a break. Our next guest coming up, Jason Becker. He's the founder of Golf Life Navigators in Florida. You're listening to The Scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine with Barry Cronin. I Adam Staczynski. you're listening to the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend
4: a here! Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. <music>